Fresher Than Your Father podcast. Oh, yay. Yes. Held that note. Held that note for a while. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. I've been, uh, you know, I've been crooning lately. Word? Yeah. Hey, look, we're multitaskers. We're talented people. Amidst our many endeavors, we croon. That's right. Crooning's important. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know who was, you know who was a, a great crooner back in the day, in the hip-hop back in the day? Who's that? Eric Sermon. He, 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 we're, we're using good. I, I just, I have to give it up to him for his, um, his recorded crooning. Whether, whether or not it's, it's high level, I think to, to sing, get the Bozak. Yeah. And put that out to the masses is, I, I feel like he needs, um, I need to be appreciated. Yes, I, I will appreciate it in that regard. Yes, if you understand that reference, if you remember that at the end of the infamous song, "Get the Bozak," he sings. Yeah, get, yeah. the Bozak, get the Bozak. There were, I, other, I, there were other crooning moments too. I'm forgetting, but anyway. Yeah, I, I was thinking of this. So uh, amazing, <laughs> and I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do a whole episode on singing rappers. Which I'm sure the last two or three remaining Fresher Than Your Father podcast fans would would appreciate. Yeah, 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 they would appreciate that. So it's it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think it's been? This is, a good, this is a good question. We've talked about this in my memory last about two minutes now. Um, it's been no, I I should know this. It's been like. Maybe a year and about ten months. Yeah, <laughs> I think a little less. A little less. A little less. I think it's been since July 2016. I believe. Okay. The last song you crooned was "We Are the Champions." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not. Not. Not anymore. Not Unfortunately. anymore. Unfortunately. Yeah. No. Yeah. But you know, it's back. Uh, back to. Are usually scheduled programming that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. That's true. You know, that's true. Now, only one person can win a champion. Only one team can win a championship in a given year. That's right. So, you know, the odds are stacked against you. Um, but you know, we're just gonna go out there. We're gonna work hard. We're gonna try to try to stay united as a team. Stay focused on our goal. Um, and uh, if we do that, we'll we'll give ourselves a good chance to win. That's right. How, did I do that? Did I do a good job on sports cliches? Did I do that right? <laughs> it's solid. It was solid. You it's know, solid. All right, all right. Yeah. I think you needed to get a little more hype, though. Yeah, for sure. For the, yeah, I, yeah. I did it in a po- podcast way, not in a you know. I'm interviewing you. I'm getting interviewed after an exciting win. <laughs> with sweat dripping off my face. Speaking to a person a good foot and a half smaller than me. That's right. Yeah. It, that's hard to recreate. It is. You have to actually play the game. Yep. Which which I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> I do, however, sweat and talk to people a foot and a half smaller than me. Word. I, yeah. Or these, more than that. These things happen. These things do happen. <laughs>
So I feel like, you know, you told me that we could be joined by somebody and I'm going to admit I'm, I'm intrigued and curious and, you know, have we set the stage enough? Do we need to, do we need to lay our groundwork anymore? Should we say kind of what this podcast is? Let's say, let's, yeah, let's, let's give a little bit, but I think, I think our, our we can, we can add our guests in a moment. Um, sure. It's a very important special guest. Uh, but, but yeah, this is, um, welcome new listeners to the final episode of Fresher Than Your Father podcast. <laughs> uh, you waited too long. You, you joined, <laughs> you joined right at the end. You know, you know, we, yeah, life happened in, in major ways and continues to. And so, I don't know. It became clear we probably, a year, a year and a half after we did the last one, it became clear we probably, are going to be able to keep doing this because we haven't been able to keep doing this. So it, it seemed like a dope thing to do to kind of say goodbye, say thank you. Yeah. Kind of wrap it up, put a bow on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So episode 56, I don't know if, um, how powerful that number is. Well, it's the last one. So it's got some shit to it. It's got, <laughs> got, it's got some ump in there. <laughs> It's it certainly has significance, if not power. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Fifty six. Man, it's two thousand six sixteen. It's not two thousand sixteen. It's two thousand seventeen. I really yeah. am losing it. We started this in, um, I believe it was June two thousand ten. Wow. Yeah. It's a one hot podcast every ten year average. That's right. I think my math might be off, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think we recorded episodes one through forty in the first three years, uh huh, and then things kind of slowed down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but there yeah. was around somewhere I think in the twenties maybe we gained a very very dedicated listener, mm. and this dedicated listener um, not only listened to the podcast. But he took it a step farther. He created the official, <clears throat> excuse me, Fresher Than Your Father podcast Facebook group. Which is dope. It's really cool. He even elected himself president of the Fresher Than Your Father podcast fan club. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, he, he deserves that title. And so now, technology willing, we're going to add him to this Skype call. <laughs> this is awesome. Let's see if this works. Raphael, you there? I'm here. Okay. Raphael, what's up? What's going on? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a podcast. Raphael, number one fan of Fresher Than Your Father podcast. Welcome to the podcast. President, president of the fan club. I like to use my official title. That's true. Yep. Okay. Should we? There was should a we... vote. There was a vote. It was a vote, like at like midnight one night. A lot of people didn't show up, but I got the majority. That's that's all it takes. Exactly. That's right. all it takes. Yeah. I mean, you know, the title is yours. It's mine. No one has challenged me since. I've run unopposed since. Yeah. Uh, you know, and anyone could do the same thing. We announced it like we announced the election about like two hours before it. Mm-hmm. By you know and. 
few people voted, and I was like unanimously crowned head of the fan club. You know, there's there's humor in this, but it also is a little sad that we don't have more fans. Like, uh, it'd be, it would be nice if someone <laughs> someone cared enough to to say, "Hey, I want that, I want that title." Yeah. But then I think, like, if you know, Raphael is one of our is our main fan, then you know, we're doing all right. It's the quality of the fan. Exactly. I think I contribute a lot. Absolutely. And, uh, and you guys, like, you know, you guys really like for a long time when I was uh, taking care of a young new baby uh being able to listen to the podcast while doing like washing 50 pieces of every bottle uh yes. came in came in pretty handy that's awesome yeah that's awesome i and as someone who has watched washed 50 million pieces of bottles i <laughs> i totally feel your pain i totally feel your pain so uh I started to phrase this as, what do you think you'll miss most about the podcast? But it's been so long, I, I will, I will phrase it as, what, what have you been missing most about the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess like the, the most, I'm the, I guess deeply it's like, it's amazing just to watch you guys interact, like to listen to you guys interact. But, um, in terms of like what I get out of it, like on a, on a selfish level, it's really like, just learning all the new terminology that I was never aware of, like uh, as they're invented on the show or as they're brought up from each of the places you guys are at. Which is which you which you transcribe somewhat into the Fresher Than Your Father glossary. Yeah, yeah. One of my major contributions as leader of the fan club was to create the glossary. It is pretty classic. It's pretty classic. And I've been going back listening to old episodes, and it, it yeah, I like. <laughs> We're we're such good friends. We talk all the time, and there definitely is a, a like a shared language we have, and you just kind of slip into it when I you know when we talk. But it was really it was funny to go back and listen and like like oh yeah that's the unique Dave and Ian thing. Right. Yeah. And I hope it kind of lives on. I hope this document lives on in a way since this is some of the last show allegedly. Uh, I hope it lives on in in, in a way culturally and makes a continues to make an impact on, on our shared culture yeah especially um i think uh questionable styles mm. that's my that's one of my top ones that i go to now whenever i'm uh, criticizing something in front of other people mm-hmm. yeah let's 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 review just a, a couple of your favorite um your favorite catchphrases and 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 terminology <laughs> um Examples out of uh, this glossary. Why don't you give us a couple of your favorites? <laughs> oh, yeah, questionable styles came out of an episode where Ian was talking about, or both of you were talking about sprinkle rationing and man buns, and another episode about the ongoing topic of sesame seeds. And uh, questioning questionable styles is actually like it's super powerful because you get to like criticize something with with just like kind of check in what the other person thinks about it, like. You could be like, that's a questionable style. And then if they're really like emotionally invested into it, you can kind of back off. So it's like a good, like a ice breaking kind of way to like question a style. Uh, I don't, that's so much credit for us. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm Oh yeah. These are just like words to you guys. But to me, like 
Whenever I put one of these in, they, I add them to my lexicon. I use them all the time. <laughs> That's so dope. I'm like that suburban kid with that one rap album and then just like scanning it for like words and then just going out into mm -hmm. suburban society and just changing everything. I can't believe there's a there's a two sentence definition for sprinkle rationing in this glossary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that is that <laughs> Should I read it? I'll read it. Sprinkle read rationing. East Coast phenomenon providing limited sprinkle surface area coverage. First discovered when an L.A. friend visited Ian in Brooklyn, a.k.a. also known as Corner Sprinkles, Artsy Sprinkles. It's such like a... Gosh... It's uh, so it's so perfectly written in dictionary ease. What's the language? You, what's the there's there's some like it's just written. There's like some dictionary uh, uh, diction. You know uh, what I mean? Like, they're like a language of dictionary that's like perfectly written. It's it's uh I, there's a word for that and it's called uh, that's how a noted intellectual would speak and that's also in and it's usually over here. It's defined as someone with a beard, as opposed to a bare-faced cat, which is also another glossary. <laughs> we we need we need to do a little more review. Any other favorites out here? Because I'm looking at this right now, and it's it's um it's kind of amazing. Well, I'll tell you like what the first one, the first one that was entered, the first one that inspired everything, which was like a recurring thing throughout all the shows, was a powerful number. And I was so confused because every time you started an episode, you guys acted as if that episode number was the most special number in any episode. <laughs> and it was like, what? And you would figure out a reason why one, it was obvious, two. Then sometimes you forgot the number and you still kind of figured out a way to make it powerful in the most powerful episode. And I just thought that was like a great exercise in like self-affirmation and things. So like I do walk up to people now and when I see like a random number, they're looking a little down, I'll be like, you know, it'll be here in 10 minutes. 10 minutes is a powerful number. And then we just start talking about the number 10. Yeah. You know? <laughs> wow. That, that is kind of, pro it's, it's profound. Like, like it's kind of a way to, to honor where you're at, you know, like, which is, you know, jokes aside, it's like really important to take a minute, even cause like now, you know, there's like, Basically, we're just dealing in shades of gray of fucked up. <laughs> so, or not shades of gray, but, you know, like subtle variations of fucked up. But we're all just within the scope of fucked up. But you still like to kind of operate. You got to take a minute and go, well, okay, this is okay. Or that's okay. That's good. And so, you know, wherever you're at, man, 10 minutes waiting on this donut, 10 a powerful <laughs> number. I'm okay with this 10-minute wait for Ow. for a donut. I'm with uh, it. And it's, I think there was one episode where you kind of struggle to find, like, why another number was powerful, but then you come, you realize it's two separate numbers that you already defined as powerful, so yeah. then combine <laughs> that they're powerful. Like, it was just it was beautiful. <laughs> like, you will find you will find power in anything, and it's kind of amazing. That's a great way to look at life. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm with that. I'm on board. I mean, not that I'm not on board with any of this, but that, that yes, I'm moved by that. Dave, do you have the document open or? I don't. I, where is it? Is okay. it, do I have to, do I have to go to the Facebook group? It's, yeah, you have to. 
Wow, it's been here for five years. Holy cow. Dude, you started the, the I looked it up. You started the faith group book group in 2012. Yeah. 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 We're old. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I thought I'd like come up with one today. Because uh, um, I, I was struggling. I was reading here about Dawood, who's another fan. And who ever said, I think this podcast brought us together in a way where I, I, don't, I never met him but, uh, or never really like got to know him. But online, we were able to, to, to get to know each other because of the podcast. And Dawood is in the dictionary as someone who comes through. That's right. Just powerful. But there's also something, which is powerful, but there's also something about Dawood's name that I think should have a word. And I was thinking, uh, something called psych name. Like when I grew up, we would say psych whenever we like fake someone out. Oh yeah. And Dawood's last name is Thomas, and I imagine him being able to like make a reservation at a really kind of snotty place as Mr. Thomas and be greeted as Mr. Thomas. And then once he drops his first name, everyone knows where he stands. Like this is not, you know. This is not going to be a status quo day. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna limit. You know, he's gonna challenge the, the limits of this restaurant, uh, of of what they believe in, of all the things that they hold dear to their heart. Like this is not your regular, you know, day to day, Mr. Thomas. Because he's coming through. Because he's coming through, and because his name is Dalou. So, inside or outside the glossary. Do you have? You are the president of the fan club. Do you have? Yeah. When you reach back into the archives of your, you know, uh, mental capacity, do you do you have any favorite moments? Any questions that have been Question. nagging you about, you know, unanswered, unanswered podcast topics? <laughs> I'm trying to think of that. Um, I don't think so. I don't. I feel like. There's a bunch of questions I have about, like, I, I had nothing, I have, I have no idea about sports. I have no idea about records. Mm. I have no idea about half the stuff you talk about, but I could sit there just listening. So, <laughs> and just like laughing at it and learning about it. Uh, but, uh, but in terms of having a question, well, maybe, maybe I should pose it this way. Uh, is there anything about the people who are listening and like that surprised you all that you didn't expect? Wow, that, that, there's an assumption there that that there are these people out there listening. <laughs> right, right, right. There are. Right. I've seen it. I've seen people listening. Um, That's a great question. It's a good question. I want to uh, shout out someone. I think we made. We definitely have one listener who kind of came out of. I don't know if the left field or just someone who I don't think is connected to our networks, and I want to shout him out. Um, Matt, sure. Young, Matt Young. Do you guys know who Matt Young is? I was actually really curious about Matt Young, and I clicked on his name when he joined the the, pot, the fan club because I like because he's my constituent and I need to represent him. But his mm. like Facebook was the, the most locked up anti creeper Facebook that exists. So all oh, I wow. saw was half a face. I don't know what it's doing. It's like his eyes popping out the bottom. 
and then like a, a nice shot of the beach. So I was like, is this guy real? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's real, and I want to shout him out because he actually, I think he actually genuinely found our wow. podcast and listened to it. It's a rare, it's wow. a rare thing. Wow. You know? Wow, wow, wow. So I want to yeah. shout him out. I know that um, there have been other listeners, you know, who, who, who've, who've, who've gone in and out. I think, you know, beyond Daoud, we have my man Alex Stangy. Shout out. Um. I think members of the Rankin and Taylor office, law office, <laughs> early on in the podcast would would listen would actually put the podcast on and listen to it. And every once in a while, I get an email from people like Bobby Quackenbush and Deb Demont, who would maybe argue with a, a point about donuts or basketball. That's great. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's still happening. Um, big shout out to Dan Littlewood, who you know appeared on multiple podcasts. Oh yeah, I've been sitting here thinking like how I would answer this very. It's a really dope question. Um, I guess I'm surprised that people are down to come into our world because it's so us like. And, and part of like, it's dope putting out the podcast. It's hard because we're so busy, but like what we get out of the podcast, I also get when I see Ian. Like, I feel like it's so genuinely us. I mean, we might ramp up a few things here and there. Um, but in, in when we made music in, in the past and hopefully again one day, if I ever, ever finish school, um, like that's a part of us, but it's a part of us express one way and then you usually only hear my voice but you know obviously i mean i was listening to episodes and like i laugh more at ian than i laugh at myself even though i'm funny as fuck um but <laughs> i just wanted to say the f song uh, so yeah i guess that's the thing that surprises me is that i mean it's one thing to say like oh i'm into records or i'm into basketball and it's a cool podcast for those things but to say like you know oh i'm, I'm in it to, to check these dudes interaction uh, that's kind of cool i do have one question which i don't know what this means and i'm pretty sure this came from david because mm. you're like a phd something Opto optometrical hipster so i understand like the definition but what the hell is optometric i have no idea the definition is, by all accounts, might actually be a king or a king of Brooklyn hipsters, currently cloakless. I, I'm looking at that. I, I mean, optometrical, it has to be in some way we're dealing with glasses, right? Do we know who added this? You didn't add this, Raphael? I don't remember adding that. But currently cloakless. I, I do believe there was a talk about hipsters wearing clothes. But, uh, <laughs> but optometrical, yeah, I'm going to look that one. Do you remember that time we were we were on the bus in Brooklyn and we were going obviously to go get records because what the hell else do we do? And uh, there was a cat who had like uh, the the handlebar mustache and uh, like he was carrying a case like a guitar was it a guitar case or a suitcase or something? Like he he was straight dressed like it was the 1920s, uh -huh. like like looking like he was mad women wanted to vote and. And uh, did did he have a monocle or something? <laughs> he might have been. He might have been the optometrical hipster. He might have been. There's been a lot of different types of hipsters discussed over the years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was one that you know when they canceled Seinfeld, 
people continued. There's this thing called Seinfeld 2000 or something, and it continues kind of like it puts like modern context into like the Seinfeld episode, which I never really liked that much. But I like these modern takes on it are funny. Like right now, there's this new type of hipster that none of you discussed on the sh- on the show, you know, uh, which is coming out of like the right wing kind of alt right thing. Uh, and and a lot of them do have like these kind of hipster haircuts. These some of them have these mustaches and these beards. Uh, so like a, we were right to be suspicious of hipsters like immediately because yeah. now yeah. they've taken they've taken it to another level. And uh, and two, I want to like if there were more episodes, that's what I would be like listening for. Like like close that loop. We were right about hipsters. They are actually, in this case, on a whole other level. And what's happening? But you know, I'm never going to get that. That that makes me sad. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if I have enough uh, depression medication to, to go into <laughs> the, the all right hipster hipster movement. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we have enough in the um. You go through the archives. We've taken out a lot of hipsters. Yeah, we, for sure. We've, we've dissed them. We've put them in their place, thrown them in trash cans, yeah. called, called them out for trashing uh, bicycles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, an, in, an individualist who is identical to other individualists in a hipster cluster. That's another term, hipster yeah. cluster. Yeah. <laughs> and... Species known to transform snack items of working people into expensive versions, usually by adding sesame seeds. They're, they're officially the worst. Yeah. On point. Yeah. Yeah. They're the worst. Yeah. yeah. Disingenuous, cowardly. They probably smell like some some type of bacon. Right. Yeah. Like I, I can't specify which which version, but some some kind of bacon. Mm. It might be a peppered. Or a maple bacon hipster smells. Look, I'm sorry, I have to go on this mini rant because I brought it up. Like, never in my life, never will I pay someone to give me avocado smeared on a piece of toast. Why? Why are our lives being invaded by fucking avocado toast? What is this? Like all the good things we can put on toast. Man, avocado has lots of beautiful places, but not on toast, man. What are we doing? What are we? What are we doing? That should be in the in the in the. Is that in the glossary? What are we doing? Shit. Putting it in right Cause, now. Because because that's a refrain that I feel like has been, uh, we come back to on uh, on a regular basis. What are we doing? Doing. Sesame seeds on donuts, avocado on toast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's disheartening at the least. I don't least. know. I'm gonna push. Can I push back on something? Yeah, for sure. You're you're kind of taking ownership of. It. Like you're kind of saying, what are we doing? Like we're this, like we're some kind of like they're like hipsters are an appendage of this giant human organism. When in fact, maybe it should be, what are they doing? Or we yeah. should just cut the appendage off. Yeah, we like we, okay. So we first say, what are, what are we doing? Cut the appendage off, then say, what are they doing? Right. As they as they flop. Uh, flop. Yeah, because, you know, we cut appendage off. Usually, don't they flop around a little bit? Appendages? Sometimes they regenerate. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we don't want that. We don't want that. No. 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 We should, we should look at Yeah, we should just poke it with a stick until it stopped moving, and then, then <laughs> regeneration <laughs> probably would stop. <laughs> oh, man. Any other, um, any other, any other, uh, nostalgic memories or feedback? Yeah, I was always, oh, wait, here, I have a question. I never, like, realized. In my mind, when I heard you guys speaking, there seemed to be this nonverbal language happening, too, because there was a lot of pauses and a lot of, like, uh, just, like, pauses between, like, intense points and sometimes an inside joke and a pause. And to me, I'm picturing you guys looking at each other, actually. Like, in fact, like, even maybe even being in the same room. And I actually learned later on that you weren't at all. But now my question is, which is still unanswered, are you guys recording, looking at each other on the webcam, or is it just all audio? All audio. All audio. Yeah. All, all, audio. all audio. I want to credit Dave with that. Where, like... Did that just come naturally, or did like like for between us, or did like because that, that just just the like pauses? The, the 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 pauses are so. I, some of the early episodes, you said some things that made me laugh so hard, that, and that that then we paused, which made it even funnier. <laughs> I I don't know, like. I feel I mean, like you're looking at it. There's a little bit of the only thing I can think of is. Is they do it sometimes on Lebetard. Yeah. And which I also find funny. But I don't know yeah. if it came out of that or just that's just kind of how it flowed anyway. So but Yeah. I mean I I'd, I'd have to go back and listen to hear exactly what you're talking about, but I do are those two things I think if if I am to take credit for it, which I mean if you're gonna take give me the credit, I'm gonna take it. Right? <laughs> Because I I don't get I don't get credit for shit usually so I'll take it but there's two things so when I was in high school um, I had no life and I was really into comedy and so this was like the comedy boom you guys remember that big comedy boom in the 80s like late 80s early 90s where like every channel had their comedy hour and you could like VH1 MTV BET like every channel had a fucking USA had a comedy hour. And I would just sit and watch these comedians and study them and and just kind of see what made things funny and what didn't. Um, and I probably devoted way too much attention to it. So timing I got really into. And then when I was in college, I did a lot of improv, theater improv. And the, uh, you learn quickly that a, a good pause can be incredibly powerful. So... Yeah, I, I'm not afraid of a little quiet. And then, I like, if a moment is happening, I don't want to get in the way, you know? So I'll, I'll, I'll hang back. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 No, I, I <clears throat> excuse me. I want to give you credit on that because that, that, there's a couple of those. The one I think of the most, let me just reminisce for a second. In my opinion, mm-hmm. episodes... 35 and 37 are pretty high-level Fresher Than Your Father podcast episodes. Um, in one of those episodes, I believe I went on my rant against uh, donuts, hipster donuts, and there was a moment there somewhere where I think you you took it to the next level and ended on, you, you spoke directly to the hipsters. 
and you you commented on a, a what's what's really in the, in the, in the heart when you look when they look into their hearts what what is there what appears there i think we all know what it, what's in their heart poppy seeds i call it i call it the soliloquy <laughs> and the pause after after david says poppy seeds is like 20 seconds or yeah. at least it feels like that. It's amazing, and I remember like laughing I, so hard. I could, I just, <laughs> I just like walked halfway out of the room. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. Early on, like early episodes, I had to check my phone a few times to see if maybe the podcast stopped between the pauses. Wow, wow, wow! That's incredible. I, I had no idea, but I. I so this is this is weird, but true. I I don't. I, I really have never gone back and listened to the episodes after the fact, which probably would have been a good thing to do. Um, and I don't know why. I think I was just kind of always. I don't know. The the years that we've done this podcast have been like really crazy for for me, and so I'll like kind of do something and then kind of shift to the next thing, and it's hard to hard to look back. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna do it now though, which is probably a little too little, little too late. For some yeah. reason, I would go back and listen just because I feel like maybe I'm too overly nostalgic. But it's some funny moments, some funny yeah. moments, man. Like yeah, there's some boring, there's some boring ass moments too where we talk about <laughs> <laughs> intricacies <laughs> of a playoff game for ten minutes, but there's. There, there's some, there's some funny moments, you know, hidden away in the archives. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been, I would grabbing a few at random, um, over the last day, and uh, not super random. They were the more recent ones, but yeah. So before we let you go, Raphael, we really appreciate you, um, everything you've done for the podcast. Yeah, deeply. You know, deeply appreciate it. Big, big shouts. Thank you guys for the show, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave after just saying what's coming to breakfast, and the answer is Yetis. <laughs> oh shit! Fuck those Yetis, man. That was great. That was great. Yeah, making his first and last appearance, but contributing so much. So much, yeah. I mean, how strong was that? Uh, that was major. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we let's be honest. We set him up for failure, right? Like it's the last one. Call him out of the blue. But nah, what does he do? Knock. Yeah. Get out of the park. Knock it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great dude. So this this let's get you know. We we talk basketball. Let's talk a little basketball quickly. The the season yeah. the season is afoot. We haven't talked in a while, obviously about about basketball on the podcast or any other topic. What 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 comes to mind as you're thinking kind of about the state of the NBA at the moment and uh kind of looking forward, what 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 intrigues you? That's a that, that that's a big heavy question. I don't know if I can answer that question. I'm man. Yeah, you know, 
I don't want to. I don't want to branch off into a different sports discussion, but I'm just. Um, I feel like I'm. I love basketball so much, but it's so hard to find time to watch the games, especially the Portland games. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of just like I'm just trying to keep up with everything, you know. Watch some. Watch some replays, highlights. Read up on what's going on, you know. Pay right. attention to the. I don't know the ten teams that I'm I'm, I'm mainly interested in. Players, mm-hmm. I, I, but I don't have any any, you know, profound. Profound answers, um, mm-hmm. except maybe you know I'm. Have there been any protests? Have there been any any? Because I know the commissioner banned. He said everyone has to stand for the. Yeah. The anthem. Yeah, and that happened a while ago, right? Like that, that's long established. I feel like. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know when that when that emerged. Um, no, but there's there's just been cats speaking out in their own terms. Word. You know when the moment when the moment has come, um, either in interviews. Yep. On Twitter, like J.R. Smith kind of goes in um, on Twitter. Yep. You know, forever shout out Greg Popovich mm-hmm. for for him speaking out. So it's been a very different different thing. I mean, you know, the NFL, the players really are largely faceless and far more disposable. You know, like just by by how the con- contracts are. You know, because the team can cut the contract at any time. The contracts aren't guaranteed. There's just so many guys on a team, and unless you're one of the top top te- players on a team, there's just so much change. Not that there isn't an NBA. Right? I say all that to say, like, in a lot of ways, in NFL players are just kind of black bodies running around, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to most people. So their protest. Read... Sorry, go on. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just gonna say their their protest kind of by by nature has to be physical, you know. Word. Yeah. No, no, that's a really good point. I just read that that article on ESPN. It was kind of um, it really sounded to me like the the author was basically he was able to sit in with the owners, I guess, in their uh-huh. in their negotiation over, you know, what's next with the pro whatever you know, with the pro the NFL protests. But there was a quote in there from one of the owners, um, who, oh, yeah. who straight up said, "We can't let the inmates run the prison." Right. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which which says everything. Yep. You know. Yep. It says everything. I mean, and just the fact that we have all of this tumult because nobody is willing to just say, hey, yes, we agree that there are that black people or brown people, poor people are policed differently and we will find solutions and ways to 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 correct that like that's really all that has to be said you know that's really all anybody ever asked for and Mm -hmm. the fact that that it's just like we will do all of this tumult all of this attention all of this talk these fake it's just it's just it's pretty like it's not surprising but it still is just like it's stunning like yeah, it's foul. It's fucking foul. Yeah, really, it really is. Yeah. It really is. So, yeah. Yeah. It says a lot about where we're at. 
Yep. And it's and it's why you know one of the things that I'm I'm kind of fascinated about with the NBA is the way that players are kind of assuming more control mm-hmm. over how they sign contracts, where they go, where they play. Um, and it's, it's interesting how certain organizations are cool with that and kind of embrace that. And certain organizations like push back against that and fight that and how that kind of, so I'm thinking specifically about Phoenix. Have you heard about what's going on with the Phoenix Suns? Not really. So they're, they're, they've been shittily run for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, knew that. And uh, yeah, and so Eric Bledsoe apparently went to them and said, you know, I, I'm not really feeling what's going on. I want to be traded. And I guess they kind of hummed and hawed, and they were like, well, you know, we we kind of feel like you, like our team has not been a smooth, efficient running team since we made you the starting point guard. So. You know, we think maybe things would get better if you played better. I think it's kind of how that uh-huh. how that went, uh-huh. according uh-huh. To, to some reporting I heard. So in any event, recently the other day, he's he like after they fired their coach, um, he tweets out, "I don't want to be here," and then comes in to meet with the the GMs, the GM and the owner. I don't know if the owner was there, but definitely the GM. And then that's where that whole thing about, oh, I was just in the salon saying I don't want to be at the salon anymore, mm-hmm. which was him kind of, you know, in any event. So the GM says he doesn't believe it. But I was listening to to Amin Al-Hassan talk about it and just how asinine it is that the GM would then come out on TV and hold a press conference to basically relay this private conversation and then shit on Eric Bledsoe in front of everybody. Yeah. You know, so, you know, undermining the organization to future possible free agents, exactly. undermining the organization to, to agents and to, and then also undermining Eric Bledsoe and his potential value for trades. And as he was breaking down all the foolishness behind him doing that, I'm thinking, well, why, why would he do that? Right? Like why, if you're, if you're, if you are going to come out in public, and basically devalue yourself and this other dude, what then is the benefit to you? And it has to be just uh, at a base level, you wanting to say, I'm in fucking control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so so regardless of the damage it does to me, regardless of the damage it does to you, regardless of, of how it may just be the worst arrangement ever, I still am in control. Mm-hmm. And all everything else can burn the fuck down around. I will still be in control. And it's just like the most hollow, fucking cowardly position to take, like just devoid of leadership, which is kind of just, you know, it's just our context at the moment. So um, I'm encouraged to see these players, you know, taking control and using their kind of cultural capital in ways that benefit them. And then hopefully that that have broader impact, too. You know, it's a it's an interesting time. Definitely. There was one other thing. Oh, this is so so uh, uh I, I pay this little money for it's called the Land on Demand. This radio station in Cleveland, and you can pay like ten dollars a month, and you can access all the radio shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a couple that I, I listened to, um, but they were, I listened to those. And so I, I just picked on this dude who I thought was kind of cool. And he went on this big rant about, not even a rant, and he was trying to kind of measure his comments to say, oh, I'm not really taking sides here. But he his argument was that I am puzzled. This is, his, you know, his, he was saying that he is puzzled that these players would persist in doing things that hurt the financial bottom line of their leagues. Like, in a nutshell, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he just was kind of like, you know, yeah, you know, you have the right to protest, and yeah, you have the right to speak out, um, but you're alienating your customers. And what is the wisdom in alienating your customers? I don't know. It made me like, all right, I, I never want to listen to this dude again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just the, you know. Like that's the, well, it's just, you know, it's the fucking point. Yeah. Not to alienate, but to 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 say, this is so important to me. I'm willing to risk things. I'm willing to risk my position. I'm willing to risk our revenue. I'm trying to disrupt the status quo to make people stop and look at something that needs attention. It's the whole fucking point. I, I don't know. That's but yeah, but but he's but he's coming with that's the that's that's just that it's one of those one of the main capitalist myths, right? Like which intersects with with all the racist shit too. But like, don't alienate your customers. That's what they. That, that's like what they tell you know union organizers and shit. You know what I mean? Am I right. making sense? Right. Like like yeah, absolutely. Like like don't you know like. Like keep keep the rich people happy. Keep the people who are purchasing this shit happy, and right. and and the owners happy. Don't alienate the owners. Don't alienate your customers, which is really don't alienate the owners. Anyway, yeah. which is obvious. Yeah. I, I mean that that's just obvious. But it just yeah, that's just it's foul. That's just yeah. foul. It's that fucking twisted capitalist shit, you know, two faced, yep. snake tongued shit. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Especially presenting it as, you have a right. I don't have a problem with you exercising your right, which is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. You wouldn't say anything if you didn't have a problem. Yeah, or what you would say is, hmm, let's think more about what they're protesting about. Oh, yeah, exactly. And maybe it'll stop. Like, like they're speaking to a problem. Perhaps we should solve the problem, and then we can just get back to uh, football. Or, or get back to basketball. But, you know, I guess white supremacy doesn't have much room for that. No. 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 I didn't want it to get heavy, but there's nothing but heavy these days. No, there's nothing but heavy these days. I would say that uh, we can only hope, although I don't, I don't mean to sound so depressed about saying this, but, like, this is, like, we got a lot of athletes and other people speaking up, standing up, saying things in public public areas, even though, you know, the owners and these other assholes are are, are coming at them hard. The fucking right. Uh, I hope there's a lot of I, and I feel like there is a lot of youth who are who are getting inspired by this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because. Absolutely. There's been inspirational people every, you know, all the time, but the fact that people who I don't want to say I don't want to say don't need to, but but 
are in, are in public positions and and they're taking some of these you know these positions like uh you know like from wearing t-shirts on the court when they're warming up to uh right. you know saying things in press conferences or on Twitter or whatever like you know especially with social media now there's millions of people listening and 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 getting inspired you know right so right and hopefully dope. yeah and hopefully getting informed Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. It, <clears throat> like, uh, I don't know if you heard about the video that the Spurs showed after Greg Popovich's comments. Uh, no. Nah. Did you hear about this? No. Nah. So, uh, uh, you know, Greg Popovich very astutely called uh, uh, the so-called president a soulless coward, I think. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that the phrase he used? Something like that. Yeah. Um, variations on that. Will Poppy apply. seeds in his heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so so there was a backlash um against his comments of course the size of which uh, we have no way of knowing but there was some backlash and criticism mm-hmm. so the players and pop I, I forget who were the ones who came up with the idea they wanted to make a video to show before the spurs first home game and what was dope is that the players were like we wanted to do this because Pop speaks out for us, right? Like, Pop mm-hmm. is doing it for us. And I'm sure, you know, Pop is doing it for himself, for his own values, but he also is trying to, like, it's, it's, it's like this such a powerful form of leadership, you know, to, to represent, to, you know, you lead, you're the coach of a group of people who are being marginalized. Rather than just stepping aside and saying, well, they have the right to protest if they feel like something's wrong, he feels accountable for them mm-hmm. and speaks on their behalf. And that's the way they view it. And so they all wanted to have his back. So they showed this video. I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's it's out there to be seen. And the message was, you know, we all want a better world. But part of that is recognizing there's inequalities and that we have to be direct about dealing with these inequalities so that everybody has the kind of opportunities that America promises. Right? It's kind of the gist of it. And which is of course the gist of all of Pop's criticisms and Pop's rants about what's going on is just that. Mm-hmm. And uh but you know in, in the face of what has been presented as a bunch of criticism, the whole stadium got up and applauded. Word. And cheered. And, you know, people like uh, Tim Duncan, who apparently hadn't been to a game since he was retired, his jersey was retired, came for that, just for that reason, for that, right? Like, like, oh, they fucking will pop. Mm. I'll be there, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's it's like a, a a moment that I think speaks to what you're talking about, like how how hopefully people are being inspired and how people are being informed and and you know, kind of made to understand more about what's happening. And, uh, you know, it's cool that the NBA is just better about it than the NFL. But the NFL, you know, it's just kind of woven into their fabric to be. Yeah, the NFL is so evil on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't feel like, I just feel like the, the players are so kind of trapped by so many different angles that it's yeah it's that's a that's a tough one it is 
you know. It is. I'm I'm incredibly proud and thankful that they're they're continuing forward. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah, it's deeply, deeply, deeply grateful. Yep. Deeply grateful. And you know, they're you know, not all of the the conversations are gonna be substantive. Some of it is gonna be for fucking show. Yep. But even if owners sit down with players and give them audience, if only one person in the room leaves feeling like, oh, there's shit happening that we should probably be thinking about, then it's a small victory, but it's a victory, you know? And I'm sure there's a lot of dog and pony shows going on and a lot of lip service to, oh, we want to hear what the, the players have to say and then not, not doing shit about it. But, you know, just, just the fact that, that these owners will sit down at a table and have the word social activism be on a, or social justice be an, a line item for discussion. I'm hoping it has some value, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it has some value. You know, it really could just be, you know, oh, oh, this is the shit we're squashing out, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that might just be how how they see it. But, you know, is what it is. I mean, I stopped fucking with the NFL before all this shit, so. Yeah, I mean, the NFL is, yeah. yeah. The NFL is so deeply fucked up. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, easy for me to say here sitting in my apartment, but I hope, you know, players just keep pressing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because the owners are always going to play little games and, like, come up with watered-down bullshit answers. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, right. but you're right that, like, the reason that there's even a meeting is because the players have kept pressing. And, yeah. And, like, it shows the power that is out there, you know? And, and, not, and, and, and continuing to not listen to bullshit, like, homeboy on the radio talking about worry about the right. customers worry about the fans worry about this and that like right like no 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 you know like yeah those are just those are just um little distraction games that these capitalists like to play yeah white, white supremacists like to play yeah for sure for sure because man all this shit you you got to embrace some discomfort to move things forward you you can't like it's not gonna happen in your fucking comfort zone. It's not. It's mm-hmm. just not gonna happen in your fucking comfort zone. It's not. And it's been my my great great heartbreaking disappointment with all my homies from Cleveland who still rock that cheap Wahoo trash. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they find ways to reconcile it, find ways to 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 argue it out. But the end result is, you know, you want to stay in your comfort zone and do what you've always done. And pretend like it's not an injustice. And it's just not how it works. It's not how it works. And at some point, you gotta grow the fuck up. And you gotta step into this great discomfort. And, you know, I think people like you who work so closely on social justice issues all the time, I, you know, I, I stepped away from it as like a direct thing and kind of have, have viewed it like, you know, my career development is its own social justice. Mm-hmm. And getting in certain social spaces where black people aren't usually. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've done that in the past and I've seen the power that comes with you get in those social spaces. You be yourself, but you perform at a high level. And I've, I've been able to open doors that way. 
and open eyes that way. But it also, in some ways, it's just me operating in my comfort zone. Although that's that's unfair to me because some of this, a lot of this shit is just fucking uncomfortable to do, right? Like it's uncomfortable being around people who don't think about race because they do racist shit all the time, yep. you know? And, but yeah, I mean, you just, you just got to embrace discomfort. And, and if people, fans are uncomfortable, you should realize that's the fucking point. That's one of the big myths, right? I feel like, especially in this country, at least like, 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 all these changes that came about in the last, you know, whatever, several, you know, few hundred years, the good, the the good social justice things, movements, the things that happened, the things that changed, as it, none of that shit was a fucking comfort zone change. No, you know, not to get all no. big and like, but like, I feel like that's myth, both in the big and the small changes, is 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 um, we're told that that people held some signs and things then immediately changed or people people just sat down with the other side and things changed and had a nice right. talk you know what i mean right right and it's the same no. strategy the other side you know uses i see it every day you know i feel like you know so many people see it every day but like like oh don't don't make that that substantive institutional change just let's just sit down for for an hour over a cup of coffee and talk about it. And I'll, right. I'll not that that not that people shouldn't be talking about shit, but like you know what I mean. Like it's right. the myth of like like oh sitting down in the hotel with the owners for a day or two and we'll come up with some nice um, corporate sponsored uh, uh, reform packages that we right. can announce at the press conference and and wash our hands. Will be good, right. right? You know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And and instead of what would what could bring change is having billionaire owners go to city officials and say, "Hey, let's talk about policing." Exactly. You know, like our our players are saying things are fucked up. I'm looking at these data. These data say things are fucked up. I'm looking at these videos. How yep. can we do this? And that that is that involves an embrace of discomfort, you know. But it also means you know pushing back on a system that supports you. Mhm. Mhm. And pushing back on a system that that has enabled you to become a billionaire. Yep, yep, yep. Fresher than your father podcast. Yeah. So CJ McCollum had a nice shot last night. <laughs> Unfortunately, Blake Griffin had a nicer shot. He did. He did. He did. And uh, speaking of nicer shot, man, oh, the, the the Sixers caught an L the other night. They had Houston beat. And just, yeah. It slipped away. Slipped away. Slipped away. Young cats. Young yeah. cats, they'll get it together. I'm excited about that Philly team, man. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. And uh Cleveland, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I have no no sense of what that is and that's probably fine. You know one thing I've tried to maybe I've talked about this before. I try to like for my Zen, for my peace as I'm watching these sports, I try to remind myself that's their journey. I'm just watching it. 
so I can't internalize their journey. Word. As much as much as I want them to fucking close out on a three point shooter, just close out. <laughs> Y'all have a team. That's their that's their journey. And when they as individuals place value on hustling out to the three point line to just contest. Like just put your hands in their face and make them put the ball on the ground and move, but they that's their journey. Um and uh I wish them well on it. My wife is so confused by the uh the physical the physical actions I take while watching sporting events. Oh, how so? Clapping, yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Standing. And I'm not talking about live events either. I'm talking about small uh illegal streams on the internet on my computer right. screen. Right. You know. Standing for half the game. I mean, she hasn't witnessed some of the more crazy things, but like I don't know, it's it's hard to just sit there. You know what I mean? As Zen Totally. I agree with your Zen point, but man, yeah, no. Yeah, that's 100% true. Pacing. Sometimes I'll just start scratching records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just get amped up. I need to scratch some records. Yeah. 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 I've spoken about it before. I can't watch, like, the finals. I can't watch it. It's just too... Yeah. It's too much. I, I just I can't take it. Like, every good thing, I'm, like, ready to do a cartwheel. Every bad thing, I want to turn off the TV and forget that basketball exists. Yep. But yeah, it's just so much fun, especially like if you're at a point where you start seeing things that other people may not see, like little subtle things, and you like get get amped up about little subtle things. It's like that with music sometimes. Like I'll go to concerts with uh with my wife and sometimes I'll like put my head down and clap when I hear something and she's like, What what? Like nothing happened and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you didn't hear it. like I mean even I can't always articulate it, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, look, music. I'll get that look on my face. That's just. It's probably kind of creepy. Just deeply feeling things. Mm-hmm. And I think my wife is kind of like, "What? What's yeah. going on?" Yeah. Not that my wife doesn't feel music, but yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I was talking about this with with uh, my mom was in town and, and she. I was talking about this with my wife and my mom. Like each level of music that you like, as you get more engaged with music directly, you hear it differently. Yep. Like, like uh, you know, if you DJ, like if you spin music out and you watch how people respond to it, it's like you hear music differently. Or once you make music, you hear music differently. So there's stuff that'll jump out to you that other people just won't see. Man, all right, we have to touch on some topics before before we get okay. to the end of this. I feel like right on, yeah. We gotta talk about records. We gotta talk about. I don't know. I'm trying to think about the best best way to to to, to get through the important things that one discusses on the Fresher Than Your Father podcast. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Possibly food items, hipsters. Yeah. Final disses. You know. Yeah. Well, I feel like you know with, with Raphael, we kind of covered hipsters pretty well. It's true. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. I think we can kind of leave it leave it at that. What's up with these records, man? What is what, up what with you these in records? On? What's yeah. up? What, what are you in on right now? I'm in on this obsessive ordering off Bandcamp, these jazz, yep. these independent jazz records. We were discussing that the other day. Yep. Um, I'm I'm pissed at Discogs for raising the prices. I think we've talked about that too. 
We have. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm having a shady Discog interaction right now, too. We can oh talk no. about that. Oh, no. Let's talk about that. I ordered a uh, long story short. All right. So I, I ordered uh, <clears throat> a build an arc 12 inch on the B side. It's got a love Supreme. So I'm kind of fired up to check. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if y'all don't know, I, I don't know if I can do justice to what build an arc is, but it's like a collective of musicians from the West coast, like around LA. And they make like really beautiful spiritual kind of jazz music. It's really, it's gorgeous music. And then this 45, this reissue of a fucking Leroy. It's not even a reissue. It's a, cause it, unre- each song is unreleased. Leroy Hudson, who like has, how many albums of his are essential? Two or three? I'd go with three. Three? Definitely two. Definitely two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One and two, no question. But what what would be the third? One of the early ones. What's one of the early ones that wasn't a number? Not closer to the source. No. (laughs) (laughs) Also, don't forget that Leroy Hudson came with some nice production on, on, on a few other joints. Natural Four. Oh, that's right. And that 145 that costs like $500 that's out of my range, but I want. Yeah. Yeah. So in any event, um, they put out a, a, a track on 45 that was from that classic era, but never made it out. Mm-hmm. And then the B side is an instrumental of one of my favorite of his tracks. And so I ordered one and, but then I hit the dude up and was like, yo, I, I would like to buy two if you've got two. Which he did, which was great. So I hear from him. So I, I think I ordered it like on a Monday, and I I don't usually and I don't hear anything. And so the way that works for those of you who aren't record fucking fiends like us, on Discogs you'll go on there and you order from individual merchants, and the merchants, depending on where they are, well not not depending like wherever they are, they have to calculate shipping to you. Some have a flat rate, some calculated based on where they are. This guy happens to be in England and London, you know, I assume London in the UK. We'll call it that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you, you order it and then you can't pay until they give you the final shipping cost. So I order on a Monday, Monday or Tuesday, Thursday, I get an email, have gotten no final invoice or anything saying, I got your two 45s, the 12 inches in our storage facility. I'll get it over the weekend and I'll send you an invoice on Monday. Bet. Monday comes, nothing. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, I email him. Like, Yo, what's good? Expected to hear from you. Haven't heard anything. He hits me back. Says I was unwell. <clears throat> Love that choice of word. Yeah, I was unwell <laughs> over the last weekend. I'll get. I'll get to the storage facility this coming weekend. And I'll have the invoice to you by the following Monday. Word. So I emailed it back and was like, look, <laughs> fuck that 12 inch. <laughs> like, nah. Just send me the 45s, which with shipping, it's like 50 bucks. I know. It's fucking crazy, man. That shit's fucking nuts, man. It's nuts. But like, I want the music. I haven't found anybody in the States that's selling it. Let's get it on. You know, like, I want the shit. Like, I'll, I'll be happy when I have them. And then nothing. Like, I paid it. And then the merchant has to give you confirmed receipt and shipping. 
So in my PayPal, it's like, yep, you've paid it. But in my Discogs, it's like, yeah, you still got to pay. Because this dude hasn't gone to certify that I paid him. It's just... You gotta give him a you gotta give him a bad review, at the end. I guess so, man. Because it's the I only hate, I know I hate doing that too, but you, it's the only way that other cats will know. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's the only way. Sure. Ugh. I mean, maybe That's, he's having a bad week, but I still think that that maybe he fell off. Yeah. But just you know, I've had I've ordered from other people, but they they at least they're like I don't have to hit them up. They'll hit me up and like hey, um. Cause I'll I'll give you a few days. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I might sob a little. Oh man. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I just I wanted that record, man. I'm I'm spinning yeah. vinyl tap with the homie Doogie. Yeah. Shout out on the on uh the first Saturday of November. I wanted that record. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. Yeah. 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 These styles, these records, these levels. Let's talk about levels for a second. I'm about to move. It's such a level. <laughs> it means I'm going to be packaging up records and, and, and lifting them up a number of levels. Oof. And down. <laughs> Actually, I have two questions. Any any feedback or comments or tips on on? I mean, I've done this before, but I sure. feel like L- Littlewood shout out put me onto a smaller box. I feel like that's the way to go because I've been using these oh. U-Haul boxes yes. that fit the records very well, but they're also the mediums. They're yeah, like you're carrying like a hundred records in there or whatever, and it's heavy as shit. Yeah. It's really heavy. And then your back yeah. breaks and it's over. Yeah. So, he he's messing with Uline and ordering boxes from Uline. Are you are you hip to Uline? I am not. I'm gonna look them up now. Okay. Uline. I gotta check Uline some of these Uline. He said he's gonna hit me with a couple Uline boxes maybe this weekend so I can check them out. But I just want to make yeah. sure they're not that the the records fit snug in the Uline boxes. Otherwise, it's also annoying because then there's like you know the kind of rolling not rolling around but shifting the weight inside the box and that becomes that becomes yeah that's a problem yeah that's a problem you know what there's there's an expensive because the other part of this too is uh how you tape up your box Mm -hmm. so nerding out right now so years ago when i left ardmore moving to wisconsin the homie andrew gobb shout out shout out who is a rare book dealer and ships books that Cost literally thousands and thousands of dollars, and yep. they have those. You hit to those uh, the adhesive brown back or the brown adhesive tape that you have to wet, like you have to use like a sponge or some shit to wet it. Oh wow! And like the paper itself has strips of like fiberglass steel. Basically, it's like Spider-Man webbing inside the fucking Damn. paper. And dude, he put those on the boxes. Those, cause you know what those, the, the U-Haul medium boxes is so heavy. Sometimes the box, you could kind of feel it, the box itself kind of shifting. Yep. Those boxes were so steady, dude. <laughs> they were so fucking steady. Like, and, and that made it easier to carry them. And it felt so much more secure. 
but I just, I don't know where you and you probably could get it like Staples or something and I don't know if it's worth it but like it's it's a major power move. It's a major power. If move. I was shipping the boxes, then I I feel like I'd definitely go in. Yeah. For the the van across across town. My main concern is just not is not you know injuring myself, which to me right. is a smaller box but stable. Right. Um. And then there's the question of keeping the records in order. Oh yeah. Oh wait, quick aside though. Yeah. On say, if I you're back, are you fucking with these dollies? Are you fucking with these dollies? You you get a dolly and put like two boxes. Maybe you don't want to get too high. Cause you don't want a box to fall off. And then you can roll them from what you know from van to door. Yeah. If you feel good about it, you might be able to do steps. That usually involves another hand on it just to make sure that the process and one of the boxes doesn't shimmy off. Or if there's an elevator, then you're fucking golden. So you're talking about things that don't really exist in New York City? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree. Dollies, for sure. Because I'm fucking with boxes at work where there are elevators, especially free yeah, elevators. Yeah. There yeah. are, like, you know, I'm definitely... I'm dealing with boxes at work, and so the dollies are essential. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Apartment to apartment, no elevator buildings, third story yeah. to third story. Ooh. I think the dolly might come in a little handy depending on where we park the van, but for the most part, yeah. it's going to be raw hauling it up the steps. Yeah. yeah. And if it's the smaller boxes, that means there's probably going to be double the boxes. Yeah. That's we're right. talking about kind of a scary amount of boxes. <laughs> um, it's a lot of records. It's a lot of records. Yeah, it sounds like, too, you got to label each box. Yeah. Label each box. Which brings me, brings me to a new question. Mm. Should I just go in? Because I, I noticed on one of the Crate Diggers episodes that I forget who it was. But he had all of his records just in alphabetical order. He said, fuck the the theme or the whatever. It was just like alpha everything. Right. Is that a smarter way to go than trying to figure out jazz, R&B, dance, hip-hop, rock, da, 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 you know, like... Yeah, oh, um... Are you, are you right now, are you, are you separated out? Into what? What are you separated out into? We don't need to answer this question. I'm just curious. Where? How are you? How are you organizing the pieces right now? Right now, it's a complete shit show. But what? What I originally done was genres. Um, I have a couple of artists whose collections are so big, I just separated them out: Prince and Dilla. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have like the R&B soul section, alphabetized rock alphabetized hip-hop and, and jazz and then others you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. which is like you know it's kind of a, a latin world music section i also have a separate section for 10 inches yeah just so they that. don't get lost in the shuffle yep um but what has happened over time is because i got two little kids i don't i, I can't always like put them back where they should go. Mm -hmm. So I would just kind of cram them into an available shelf. 
stuff I pulled. And then it's just turned into a hodgepodge again. Mm-hmm. So there, there are still kind of general sections, but things are things are everywhere. Yeah. I'm I'm tempted. Here's what I'm tempted. I'm tempted to keep the hip hop in one section. Mm-hmm. The kind of other records for me being like the spoken word records, the interview records, the like stuff like that. It's not necessarily all you know, mostly or mostly music or whatever. In a in another right. section, which isn't a huge yep. section, but is a section. Mm-hmm. And then kind of put, setting aside forty fives and ten inches, kind of just put everything else in alpha order. I'm tempted. Yeah. What would be the concern of doing that? Like, what is it that you're worried you'd lose? I don't know if I'd lose anything, which is why I'm kind of open to it. Like, I feel yeah. like before I was like, well, I want to know you know, all my jazz over here so I can just go to the jazz. But frankly, like, so many of my records are just out on the floor all the time anyway. Like, I, when I'm looking for a record, it doesn't really matter. The thematic sections don't really matter. So why not mm-hmm. just put everything together? Cause, because once you have the thematic sections, then you kind of got to, like, kind of measure off how many, you know, Ikea squares are going to be for each section and which yeah i just feel like it might be yeah. easy to just put everything together anyway i'm thinking of these things as i um as i start you know visualizing yeah. a new spot how things are going to work out you know right right so. yeah that might be dope i mean i mean the only thing i could see because it, it happens sometimes like like if i'm spinning something and i'm like all right i, I know i want to do like a soulful jazz set. Sometimes it's nice just to look through my jazz yep. and see joints that maybe I wasn't wouldn't have I, I wasn't thinking of, mm-hmm. or joints I forgot about. Because I'm definitely at that point where I forget about records I own. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I'm realizing that my biggest collections are hip hop and jazz. Like that's where the bulk of the collection is. Yeah. And adding in the non the other records in between some of that mostly in between the jazz i don't think it like dilutes it too much you know what i mean and that's interesting and and the crossover of some of the artists too like yeah what do you put sergio mendez in what do you put eddie palmeri in what do you put what do you put uh, right now i realize i have patrice records in my jazz stack and my like soul funk stack so, Who? Patrice Russian. So oh, Russian right. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because she did those jazz albums, and then yep. she did those kind of funk albums, right? So, yep. or however yep. you want to categorize them. I mean, a lot of the category, the names of these categories are kind of bullshit anyway. But like, like, uh, yeah, like, uh, and so it's like, oh, if I want to go grab one of her kind of more, you know, late '70s funk records, it's over on this side of the room, but. Right. The other records over, you know, like, not that walking across the room is the end of the world, but you know what I mean? It's just, it's, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. But then it's it gets back to, like, you know, if you're spinning a set, where does it fall in? You know? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. If you're going to spin Haven't You Heard, you know, it's like some disco-y two-step shit. It's a very different set than if you're going to spin the, the jazz stuff she did, the more yep. fusion stuff. Yep, yep. Yep. Things will get figured out. These are questions. 
I'm yeah. realizing, uh, yeah. These yeah. are the levels. 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 These are the levels. If you think about this podcast, 2010 to now. So 2010, I was, I, I must have, I just left New York. I left Ithaca. And then, yeah, yeah Madison. You were Madison, yeah. Yeah, and then moved back you to. You were talking about, those early episodes, you were talking about walking these dogs to represent Wu in the, in the bitter yes. cold. I think we had some, some long talks about the different layers and different strategical um, clothing items uh, one yeah. must uh, adorn before stepping outside. Man, none of that shit needs to happen in Philly. <laughs> Let not one single human being ever tell you that Philly is a cold weather city. Yes, periodically it gets cold. But if you are not sitting around strategizing layers on a daily basis for a month, you're not a cold weather city. Word. There are days. There are days I have to think like, okay, base layer. You know, you know, you gotta you gotta go through it. But I swear to God, man, in Madison, you fucking better be ready for day after day. That shit is crazy. Yeah, it's a different it's a different ball game. And I'm sure there are people in other cities, like in Minneapolis, who would tell me, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know cold. And they're probably right. And I don't know why they live there. You know what I mean? You can move. You know where I didn't I didn't strategize? Hmm. Day after day was, was two weeks in Hawaii. <sighs> what 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 is the it's just shorts and t shirt. Is that it? Shorts and t shirt. And that's it. Unless you want to go no T-shirt. Right. Or you want to go swim trunks, swim suit, whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. Give me give me the percentage of time spent in flip-flops. Okay, so for me, that's a, from, you're dealing once again with Ian Head. Where, <laughs> that's partly why I asked you the question. <laughs> I'm, real, I'm real finicky about these flip-flops. And unfortunately, I I made the mistake. My wife uh, continues to call me out of 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 copying the cheap flip flops. Yeah, I do that. And so the cheap flip flops, I brought them with me, but they just they just kind of hurt that 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 part in the flip flop where in between the toes. If it's cheap, it kind of. If it's cheaply made, it's just not necessarily a, a, a pleasurable experience. Yeah. And then, also, I have a I'm, I'm someone who hates I hate the feeling of sand, like in my shoe or my flip flop or whatever. And yep. if you if you are swimming in the warm ocean waters, of this is you know talk about complaining about bullshit, warm ocean waters off of Oahu, and come out of those ocean waters into the flip-flop with a sand, with sandy feet. This could go yeah. in a glossary. Yeah. That is also not a pleasurable walk-around experience, the sandy right. foot in the flip-flop. And so right. after right. a couple of those experiences, I just said, fuck it, fuck flip-flops. I just, I just rock shoes to the beach, take them off at the beach or the pool, and just, yeah. and then just like, you know, wash yeah. my feet down. But yeah. So not a lot of time spent in flip-flops. That's the long, strange answer to your question. Right on. The wife, much time spent in flip-flops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I will say, though, on the beach, man, I, I try to wear it sand. 
just just let the feet out. Oh yeah, because that that, yep. that sand. Once you've been in the water, man, you're exfoliating the fuck out of your feet, and it's very pleasurable. Yep, it's nice. Yep, yep. Yeah, sand. So. I'm just going straight barefoot styles. Yeah, Pot, you know, yeti style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I I do want to share with you my one because I, I I don't like spending a lot on flip flops. So what I do is I buy a new pair of flip flops at the end of the summer mm. when they're on sale. People are trying to get rid of them, and I might wear them once or twice. But then it's the end of the season, so I just throw these barely used flip-flops in the closet. And then the next year, I break out basically new flip-flops that I wear through the summer. Boom. And then at the end of the summer, they're worn down, and it's time for new flip-flops. And then I buy more discounted flip-flops. So it's a nice way to not spend a lot of dough on flip-flops, but also kind of not be in the super cheap realm of flip-flops. Yeah, that's the strategy. I I like that. All right. Yeah, that's it. Of course... You know, you're not in style, but what I, what is the fucking style of a flip flop? There is no style. You know what I mean? Flip-flop. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's a fucking. And flip-flop. if anybody, right, 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 yeah. So if anybody said to me, "Hey, those are last year's flip flops," I would probably sit them down and ask them, like, "How are you? Where did have, your life go astray?" Yeah, exactly. Have you been eating have, poppy seeds? Right. That's right. Did That's I right. did I just cut off your fucking? I, I just I just ruined your your last no. line there. I apologize. No, you you cut right to the chase. Is your heart pumping and a poppy seeds? Because <laughs> if you're asking me about what year my flip flop, what season my flip flops are, you know, you're you're, you know, I don't know. I, what what can I say? Look at yourself in the mirror, basically. That's right. Yeah. Look at you. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I'm looking good. You, however, <laughs> are on some shit. Questionable styles. Questionable, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Very much. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting Any, close to the end. What were you going to say? We are. I was, I was just going to ask, is there anything else that you want to... You, you want to touch on before we we you know I'm I, you know what I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna do this I'm gonna run through very quickly the rest of this fresher than your father glossary and okay. if anything anything you know really monumental comes to your mind let's take just a moment you know I think a lot of these we've discussed already sure and this is obviously not a uh, there's been a lot of terminology and 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 ideas profound thoughts discussed since 2010 yeah. on this podcast, but this is only capturing some of them. But, and again, shout out to Raphael for transcribing um, and others. Uh, we have allergy music. I don't even know what that is. I don't know either. I saw that, and I'm like, what? What? Yeah. We have yeah. audio audiophile old head. I distinctly remember a couple conversations about this this character. Yes. Yes, and we ran into several at the that that record fair we went to. That's right. <laughs> but they've been described in past podcasts. Yes, we've had we have the term beast. Classic. Which, I've been sipping on beast this whole time. Exactly. Shout shout uh, GT Gabriel Teodros and 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 Khalil Kings. Um, just got off tour with far with two members of Farside. Um, shout out. 
got to, got to see him the other night for for briefly. It was really good, you know. Big big shout out. The inventors of the term "sexy beast" along with mocha only. Um, yeah, sipping on the beast. I had I made some made a nice pot of beast this morning. Right on. Um, we have boom. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't boomed much this time, have we? No. Boom or, kind of, or, boom or, kind of, the booms kind of, they kind of fell off. I'm not sure what happened to them. Maybe there's only so much boom in the world. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's only so much boom in the world. Like, like, I'm just gonna, quick detour, like, the great, great, great Bernie Worrell let us know about all the woo in the world. Yes. And, you know, to say that there is an all suggests that there is a finite quality of woo. He was speaking to us on all of the woo in the world. And by woo, we mean W-O-O-O, <laughs> not not W-U-U. We're not talking about Wu-Tang. We're talking about woo. Although with Boom, we kind of are talking about woo. The other that is woo. true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So that could be confusing. Yeah, blue and cream. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Boss, I, I, we don't really we, we we talked about my boss mm. and his documentation uh, of uh, the hipsters. habit. Yeah, mm-hmm. coming to breakfast. We know who's at breakfast. Yep, these yetis. Yetis. Mm-hmm. Crate gods. Who are the crate gods? I don't know, but they giveth and they taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make we have to make some offerings every once in a while. You do, you do, and that sometimes your offerings are just gifts to other DJs, and other record heads, <laughs> <laughs> and you will earn the crate god's favor. I, I gotta say, I think, I think, I think you're a, <laughs> I think crate gods is a, is I credit you fully with that one, and it's it's a pretty classic. I think it might need a little more description on the um on the glossary here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's so true though. I mean, you know, yeah. how else do you describe those a like, shout out to the homie Doogee who just went to some random ass store and found a clutch of banger ass forty fives for a dollar each. Yeah. And bought sixty. Oof. That's that's what you gotta do. That's the crate gods, man. And he ran he, he, he did a mix and sent me the MP three. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Um, Daoud, shout out. One who comes through. Yeah. That's it. That's Daoud. Yeah. He comes through. He comes through. Shout I was out. just listening. Yeah, super shout out. I was just listening to the podcast where I was telling you about when he sent me music and coffee mm-hmm. after my son was born premature. And it was like, I don't know. That's someone who comes through. <laughs> East Coast old fashioned donut. I'm reading this. <laughs> Highly controversial. This is might be the longest definition here in the closet. <laughs> but it's it's created a wedge between us. Because <laughs> you think they're boring old man donuts from the coffee dipping 1940s era. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look, I just I had some apple cider donuts. Uh huh. From the 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 orchard. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of old man donuts. They are. They're just they're just sprinkles on them, cinnamon and sugar sprinkles. Oh, but see, that's that's a different that's different than just nothing. Well, not sprinkles, but you, you know what they I mean. Have, like it's, yeah. it's got it's 
Yeah, it's got that on the outside. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But oh yeah, I fuck with sour cream donuts all the time that are just dry on the outside. Yeah. Like there's nothing on them, no glaze, no nothing. Nothing. That's that's good living. <laughs> I do. I, I'll buy. I'll buy one for a, a coworker of mine, the office manager. Shout out Alberto. Shout out. Yeah, old school cat. Yeah. He wants his. Yeah. Uh, he wants his donut. His old fashioned. So I'll, I'll cop it for him. Right I'm on. Not, I'm not messing with the East Coast old fashioned. Yeah. Hipsters, we've already we've already talked about these guys. Yep. Sesame seeds. Yep. Hockey somehow made the glossary. A game with an invisible puck. You can't see me. Can't. Like a hockey puck. I will say, man, the few times the the one time I went to go see a, a hockey game match, whatever you call it, I couldn't see shit. Nah. Nah. I couldn't see shit. That's why I don't fuck with hockey. I can't see shit. I think I said that on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the INSR, the implicit neck chop sweet kick request. Yeah. Bears and hipsters. With questionable styles. I that sums it up. Yeah. That sums Solid. it up. But you know, out here in these suburbs, a lot of people unknowingly are giving out implicit neck chop sweet kick requests. Word. They don't know it. But And okay, so here we are. There's only one entry, entry under J, and it's for J Bless. I, yeah. I want to uh, I want to issue an apology to J Bless since I've met J Bless in person. Word. <laughs> Hopefully he's never heard of this podcast, and he hasn't listened to any of the episodes. <laughs> Word up. I want to make it clear that his name is only a stand-in for. Uh, a symbolic representation of uninvited or unexpected guests. And unfortunately, it's become somewhat of a legend on this podcast. Right. My wife owns his CD. Word. She was given before she even met me. Word. The world is small. <laughs> it is very, very small. However, I will take credit for inventing George Bless. Mm. Jay Bless's friend. Who he brings along. <laughs> George Bless. I like the last line of this definition. While J. Bless, while a, a. J. Bless may or may not be welcome, a George Bless is almost never welcome. <laughs> <laughs> don't come at it. Don't, don't, bring, don't bring that George Bless. <laughs> uh, LeBron James. Yes. Not Kobe. Therefore fresh. I think that sums it up. Yeah, I think so. I think that sums it up. Although although he may, as we continue to see his uh rise, he may um he may have another one of our glossary terms. Um in the S section. Oh word? There is there is a possibility of secret equine implants <laughs> I think LeBron is now 38 and continues to dominate in every physical way and it just does not seem possible so I think we can again raise the question of secret equine implants uh, just saying let's hope not but yeah 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 <clears throat> yeah lyrical renaissance we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> who, wrote, yeah, who wrote this who wrote this definition it's great 
the activity, spirit, or time of the greatest lyrical revival since Shakespeare beginning in the late 20th century. There you go. What else is there to be said? The noted intellectual definition is classic. It should just be the opposite of a barefaced cat. Yeah, basically. Man buns. Yeah, it's more hipsters. Yeah, yeah, they, implicit necktie. Yeah, exactly. They get the the INSR. Major donuts. I see there's there's uh major donuts have been listed. Maple bar, yeah. the West Coast old fashioned, the apple fritter, the cinnamon twist, the bear claw. I think we need to add um the apple cider to the to the list there. It's a major donut. It's a major mostly donut. because you, you can't get it anywhere. It's really an orchard thing. Yeah. Again, and, and you really shouldn't be out here trying to get them any place that isn't an orchard. Exactly. I don't give a fuck if the place you got them from got them from an orchard. Take your ass out to the orchard or to the farmer's market where said orchard has the apple cider donuts in stock. Just. Exactly. It should be law. It should be law. Yeah. It should be law. Yeah. The maple bar donut. Yeah. I think we want to shout out Golden Tate. I was just going to say, how does this not have a Golden Tate reference yeah. in the definition? Yeah. 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 It's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. I want to say something about donuts for a second. Somehow, not in Honolulu, but in an, another town, I'm forgetting the name of the town, a city about half an hour from Honolulu in Oahu, mm-hmm. the Whole Foods there, the selection of the vegan donuts, outstanding. Wow. We're talking about, and don't doubt that I purchased several, we're talking about donut holes. We're talking about the maple frosted, the blueberry frosted, the chocolate frosted, the vanilla frosted, the pumpkin frosted. Wow. I don't know who is making the baked goods there, but yeah, my wife definitely especially was, just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Vegan cake donuts. It was amazing, and they tasted ridiculous. Yeah, shout out Whole Foods, man. I got a kid with all these allergies, and it's like, yeah, makes it so you can eat. Word. So shout out. They got vegan stuff that doesn't say it's vegan, which is bugged out to me. Word. Yeah. I don't know what that's about, but you talk to a person in the bakery section, I'm like, oh yeah, this is vegan too. Word. Throw a sticker on it, homie. Let me know. Yeah, let me know. Let us know. Let me know. Yeah. The West Coast Old Fashioned Donut. Another classic. Yep. Yep. With a ridge. <laughs> I, I I just want to go back to the Maple Bar Donut just for one thing. <laughs> I noted that it has a grip of maple. Yep. Which I'm pretty sure is a standard measurement. Yes. The grip is a standardized yeah. measurement. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just making sure I was clear. It's pretty. It's very exact. Optimus yeah. Prime. <laughs> this, is, this. this is a great definition yes yes band in the head household but generally expected to be a very nice transformer and leader as far as leaders go <laughs> <laughs> oh, band yeah. in the head household yeah I'm not sure if Optimus Prime was the reason for the ban I think it was more of his his nemesis <laughs> who transformed into a gun <laughs> Yeah. 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 Mm. And optometrical hipster, we've already admitted, we're confounded by that. Yep. 
And uh, we talked through Powerful Number and Questionable Styles we with did. Rafael, yep. who is, of course, in the glossary, which <laughs> if you're writing the glossary, I kind of think you're dumb to not write yourself in. Exactly. You know? No wonder he won. Yeah. He was voted. That's right. That's right. And we got secret equine implants, which is you know, conspiracy theory about mysterious abilities of various professional athletes, aka sole explanation for LeBron James. <laughs> Do you remember where it first came from? Was it LeBron or someone else we were talking about? I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it had to be about LeBron. Man, I I don't know. It may not have been, but there aren't many athletes that I feel that. Are that freakish? Listeners, you'll have to go back I mean, to the archives and discover for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a treat. We we hit on these sesame seeds. Yeah. We hit on sprinkle rationing. We did. Triple woe. Triple woe. There's been moments over the years where exclamations of astonishment, as this says, exclamation of three levels of simultaneous astonishment. Has ha- yeah. have happened. Double woes have definitely happened. I think an occasional rare triple woe. Yeah, may have happened. The, the triple woes are heavy. The whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's that's stop everything. We need to contemplate what just happened. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Toyota Rav Four. Yep. I like I like seeing my 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 father being referred to as Father Head. <laughs> I think I think the F should be capitalized in Fatherhead. <laughs> Vehicle of choice for Fatherhead and Dave's alter ego. Verbal Matt. Verbal Matt. Yeah, yeah. Only verbal drives the the Rav Four. Word. Dave's not allowed behind the wheel, especially now that I've started giving people fingers. <laughs> this is a incredible development that you couldn't have told me ten years ago I would do. But wow. Yeah. A guy got a double bird this morning. Wow. Boom. On that, yeah, yeah. Videos. A great thing to share on an audio-only podcast. <laughs> I was just listening to uh, one of our last episodes when we, we were discussing the video of uh, bipedal bears. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Did we give out the full uh, HTML address? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'll do it now, though. HTTPS colon... <laughs> Backslash, backslash, www. Uh, Man. And finally, a random last entry, Winchell's Donuts. For all you West Coasters out there, you know about yeah. those with the with the rainbow sprinkles. Yetis, Bill Walton, and Pop Rocks get a shout out. Yeah. that's that, those, are, those are some nuggets from the last, you know, 55 episodes. And now I think we're going to turn to a lyrical renaissance. Yep. A random but successful. This is our only ongoing segment, I think. Um, right on. That, that. Yeah, that's specified as a segment. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Yeah. That's specified. Yeah. Yeah. It started right by on. started by uh, the song "Woo Wear Garment Renaissance." Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Which is a complete classic. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of science, a lot of mathematics happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do we want to do here? You want to go with my uh, my selection or your selection? How are you feeling? 
Well, my selection is, is kind of short. Okay. So I think we could do both, depending on, you know. Let's it, do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Want to start with me? Sure. So I have a selection from uh, The Incomparable, and I mean that in the most literal sense. Like, there's really nobody I would ever compare to this dude. Uh, Greg Nice of Nice and Smooth. Yes. And uh, this is from a a uh, track entitled Sometimes I Rhyme Slow. Oh, yeah. Classic right there. Yeah. So this is the thing. Like, I, th- We're not unearthing anything with this one. It's just such a, a stone, complete classic that you'll probably recognize these rhymes. But I, I, I think it's important sometimes to just go with the text, draw it out of its musical context, and savor its, you know, its innards. That's the renaissance. The re- yeah. yeah. It's a lyrical renaissance. Yeah. That's right. Nice. This is what, yeah, I'm on, what, what website am I? I'm on genius.com, and it just has in the, in the brackets, nice. Because he's Greg Nice. <laughs> sometimes I rhyme slow. Sometimes I rhyme quick. I'm sweeter and thicker than a Chico stick. Here's an ice cream cone. Honey, take a lick. Or go to the Bay, or go to Bay Plaza. And catch a flick. Wear my Timberland boots so I can stomp ticks. <laughs> There's so many ticks in the city at the time. <clears throat> Scandalous, get a whiff of this miss. Just left the yard, boys. Now I'm blissed. I, I feel good, per se good, state of mind. <clears throat> That's an interesting little. I feel good, per se good, state of mind. Drive a red Sterling and the seats recline. Was that like a not a common feature on cars back then? It the must, that must have been something that more cars got as, as we move forward. The recline seats, yeah. Right, right, okay, okay. Um, I love it when the lady treats me kind. I think yeah, we all do. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, he's he's affirming, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just any human being, treat me kind, treat and me I, kind. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, contemplate it, friends, give it a try. Go to Tavern on the Green and have a glass of wine. He say, she say, I heard it through the grapevine. No static, got an automatic. Too much of anything makes you an addict. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do the poetry that was deep. Snap. Ooh. Too much of anything makes you an addict. That's real. Yeah. Teasing, skeezing, also pleasing. Don't ask why. I got my own reasons. Smooth be Greg nice, slick Nick quick. Sometimes I rhyme slow. Sometimes I rhyme quick. Church. <laughs> I love that song back in the day, man, with the fucking Tracy Chapman sample. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it, the thing that, that that this doesn't capture, which is kind of the point, though, is just the Greg Knight's delivery. Is there's no like this is so much energy. Yep. But it's like a joyful energy. It's great, yep. Greg Knight's man. Classic Greg right there. It's a classic. Yeah. This early 90s vibe. Well, I'm coming with some early 90s vibe as well. Mm. Okay? Let's do it. I selected uh, Chubb Rock, just the two of us. I think, I think, I think I'm going to... Let's, uh, let's, let's see how far we can get in here. There's a couple choice lines, I think. He starts with, Yo! Chubb Rock coming back hard for the 1990." Word up, word up. Kick this out to my man, Rob Swinger. Hot dog dinky. 
That's a name right there. If they transcribed it right, which I'm not sure. So, so the whole thing, Rob. Rob Swinger is one person, but there's another person named Hot Dog Dinky. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I imagine Rob was wise to leave the Hot Dog Dinky to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Verse one. It's the Hitman. Yes, the Hitman. Yo, you know it. The Thirst Quencher. The man on the sequencer. He was scared to kick a 16 bar. He's not a rap star. Not saying that I am, but I'm the jam. I'm going to kick a little, not a Dr. Seuss riddle. No cats and hats. Fox and some socks. But to the DJ jocks, check your clocks. Half past what? Time to bust nut. Not a pistachio. He uses a Casio keyboard and a Tascam board to kick the P50, get nifty. Born with the gift, time to get rift. Not with the manufacturing of a spliff. He never rolled one, never sold none. The beats give me the high that brought fame to us. And now we're going to kick it? How? Oh, how? He's talking to how, which I believe is Howie T. Just the two oh, of sure. us. Yeah. That was verse one. And then he, I think there's some crooning on this. Is it, am I right? Just the two, does, isn't there a little bit I, of? I think you're right. Yeah. I haven't heard the song in so long. Yeah. Yeah. I have the 12 inch somewhere. Verse two. Yeah. Mm. Chubb has been dope since he came out the shaft of his pop's wood. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, what are you I don't waiting, know if I want to go you, this. What are you waiting for? It's redundant. Like the shaft of the wood, the wood. <laughs> it's, it's true. What else is there? <laughs> of the part that is wood, it's just a shaft. <laughs> <It's> a shaft. <laughs> I didn't want to go down the anatomy. <laughs> anatomy well, road, but we'll carry Chubb on. Chubb is going to get into some more anatomy in a second. Okay. Chubb okay. has been dope since he came out the shaft of his pop's wood. Yes, I'm good. Yo, he shouted, and he plopped into the uterus. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I enjoyed your... I, you, you had me with the whoa. Your reaction was perfect. <laughs> it's a very descriptive opening to a verse. Slow down, Joe. <laughs> Especially as he shouted as he he plopped in. <laughs> and they knew this about me. Was going to be a dope MC. When I get on the mic, my windpipe strikes and ignites. A lyric, when you hear it, you fear it. And like, Chubb is not a man to get soup like Campbell. I'm the man with the plan and my jam sells. Like a whore in the store. Hardcore or more. On the tour, making money you never saw. I'm sorry, hold on. It's that uh, that like a whore in the store, hardcore and more. It's like the owner of the store saying, "We have this whore and several other things for sale." Well, he's, he's she's he's coming up with these examples of 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 how his jam sells and. Yeah, it's but, you interesting. Know, he, he says a hardcore and more, right? <laughs> yeah. Like a whore in the store, hardcore and more. 
<laughs> so you can buy this hardcore, or you can buy some jujubes, <laughs> right? Like you have a range of options. <laughs> I don't like dreaming. Never, never ever beam and never involved with girls who like scheming, or skiing, or toboggan sledding. Because I'm shredding. Any thoughts of a wedding? (laughs) I dig it. This is classic early 90s shit. So Helen Keller, listen to the rules. And me and Hitman Mm. Howie T is all about cooling. She went buck wild, screamed, yelled, hollered. I told her I loved her, and then she did a solid. Did it real good, like a nice girl should. Back polish waxed up the hood. Yo, Hitman Howie T... You should have seen me. She should have. You should have seen her on me. She got all of Vanessa Del Rio on me, but after she slept, because I had nothing left, on the Martin Butler tip, yes, half step. But yo, cousin Howie T and me, our love is all about making a dope LP that will crush and sell and bum rush. Don't hush. How are you gonna do it, Hal? Just the two of us. Mm. There it is. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things happened in that second verse. I couldn't quite keep up. No, it, that was that was a lot of uh, that was a lot of verse coming at you. Yeah, yeah. What, how do we categorize Chub Rock? Like I, I don't I don't even remember. I, I feel like he might be underrated, but apparently he's kind of a shady cat. Oh yeah, that's right. Based on the the Prince Paul interview, so that's right. What's the most cla- is is the most classic Chubb verse from uh Crooklyn Dodgers part two? I think so. I think so. Just because it's so poignant. And I don't know if Chubb ever got poignant on his own stuff. I think he had such a presence, like people know who Chubb Rock is, right? Like it's not like yeah. Yeah. it's not like he's forgotten. But I feel like no. the albums he made yeah. Besides, maybe a cup like a couple of the early hits are mostly I don't want to say forgotten, but they aren't talked about in the same way as a lot of other albums of that era. But he's yeah, for but sure. he's recognized. Chub Rock is recognized. for sure. Yeah, he he had such a presence. Yeah, I saw him perform once. It was dope. I think I discussed that on an earlier podcast. Mm-hmm. But it was more of a crowd. He was a crowd rocker, like a host, like hyping the crowd into the party rather than actually. Per- he performed one song, I think. I think he did. Uh, I think he did the Chubster. Word. Yeah. Is that the one I would want him to do? I don't know. I guess so. I don't know. That reminds me of another topic to touch on, but I don't think we have enough time to touch on too many no. more topics. So the no. topics, the topics have come to an end. They have. Have. They have. Well, not for us. I mean, we'll talk, but like for anybody who wants to hear us. <laughs> this was a fun experiment. It was more than an experiment, but this was fun. We, we 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 kept it up for a while, and then we slowed down. And we did. Thinking of, uh, yeah. I, I think there's a chance in the in the in the years in the years to come, we might come back with something a little more organized, a little more um, a little more polished we're not even polished but uh at a time when both of us are a little more you know yeah settled Settled. in and not running around yeah yeah but this was dope 
Because I'll be honest. We did so. Yeah, yeah, we mm. did. Like, I I think the fact that we even did 56 episodes, and especially that first couple years of run with with at least an episode a month, was, um, it's, I don't, it's impressive the way, I just think it's like, it is a, it, it's, it's hard to, 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 to keep doing something, you know what I mean? It like, is. It is. Especially when you're dealing yeah. with two different people's schedules. Like, it's one thing for me to keep doing my podcast on my own, on my own mm-hmm. time, and that's hard, that's fairly hard, but like, to do something continuously with, you know, two people who are working, going to school, having families, out here doing other things, like, that's, you know. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. No, it's an achievement. It's just, man, you start getting other people's schedules. Yep. In addition to your own. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it gets yep. gets intense. Um, so I guess this is it. This the is end. It. Shout out to everyone who listened. Absolutely. Major shout out. Thank you all so much. And Ian, thank you. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love you dearly. I love you too, even though you just disappeared. I don't know where you went. Are you out there? Now you're back. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> Anything changed? Hello? <laughs> did you, you hear, me? hear me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear Am you. Back? You're back. Word. Word. All right. What a perfect way to end it. That's right. Technical difficulties. Pop rocks. <laughs>